0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The London Circle. Today, we'll be talking about Turkey. We've just had the elections, but also, lest we forget, we had a massive earthquake hit the country and affect tens of millions of Turkish lives just a few months ago. We'll be talking about the successes, but the drawbacks. We'll be talking about the opportunities, but also the challenges. With me today is Dr. Mehmet Karakush, who's the director of the Yunus Emre Institute in London. Enjoy. Enjoy. Let me tell you about my story with Turkey. I first visited uh, Istanbul when I was about 14, 15 years old. Uh, With a group of friends, we went to Istanbul. And uh, my recollection is that we arrived uh, just after Maghrib, just after sunset. And the very first memory, which is still in my mind quite vivid, is that as soon as the airplane arrived and the doors of the airplane opened, um, there was a very, very bad smell that came into the airplane. And it was very disturbing. Um, so we walked down the stairs to the, to the airplane. We came through the airport. We drove to Istanbul. And that smell stayed with us for about two weeks that we were there. And obviously, the very first night, we were young boys. We stayed in a hostel and we left our things and then went out to have dinner our things got stolen back in the hotel and istanbul i have to say back then this was around 1983 was i'm sorry to say very dirty very grim it was it was at the height when the lira was was dropping every single day in in value we needed to carry bundles of cash in order to buy some very simple things. Um, and it's what I have to say, uh, when we left, I mean, it was be- The things that we saw were beautiful. But when we left, I didn't hope that I would return soon. But then I visited again in the mid-90s and then again in the 2000s. And now every single year I visit several times. And the transformation is if anything, it's miraculous. I mean, that's the term that comes to mind. It's miraculous on every single level, on every single level. Um, but what reminded me of all of this was uh, in the in the uh, in the pre time of the elections, just before the elections, and during the elections, the global attention, the global media attention of. Uh, uh, the Turkish election, um, it was mesmerizing to see that uh, the BBC's front pages, the CNN's front pages, the Washington Post's opinion uh, pieces, um, every you know, other publication and the such talking about the forecast for the elections, the uh, implication of who is going to win, who is going to lose. That global attention um showed me that turkey was in a totally different place than it was when i first visited almost you know 40 years ago um it's now definitely uh, a center for global attention it's uh, it's, it's a global power and uh, and and that is something that i have to say must uh, be acknowledged as uh, something that the Turkish people have done quite uh, quite miraculously. And, 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 you know, the elections themselves that we saw, a turnout of over 85% in two rounds. And that's something, by the way, I mean, I don't know whether you know here in the UK, is unheard of. In the best of times, we get something like 60%. At the best of times, we once had an election where only 38% of people turned out. So for 85% over two rounds, is something that is, uh, is, is quite, uh, quite something. And I think that m- where I'm sitting now, I look at Turkey and I see that uh, Turkey has become a center of admiration and respect uh, for the entire world. Uh, you refresh my
1: memories when you say, when your first visit to Istanbul were, is not, was not a good experience. Um, I went uh, back to time and uh, I first came to Istanbul in 1988 just after uh four or five years you come from
0: around the black sea region, yeah i though.
1: came from um, black sea region and i came for to study in istanbul mm-hmm. and actually yes i remember those days um, i lived in uh, Laleh, uh probably you know that place and very close to my uh, department uh, university of istanbul um so uh, in those years, we struggled uh, to get the water even, you know, um, once or twice a week, the water runs and then obviously you have to fill your buckets and, you know, the, even a bath, uh, then you have to use up those uh, for a week or days and the smells, then until um, think um, 1993 as far as i remember exactly the dates when first uh, uh, mayoral election erdogan won and the transformation started uh, although uh, he had difficulties because um, the party uh, in the mayoral uh, power and the party in government was different and obviously it wasn't easy to work with them at the time but uh, erdogan managed to transform Istanbul into a a global city. I think the success started from there. Uh, And then uh, in politics, uh, he came into in 2002, uh, won the election. And uh, now, as you mentioned, at the miraculous transformation, uh, we saw now. Um, Obviously, the uh, election in Turkish history is one of the most important things and uh, the robust uh, elections. And sometimes we can see news or hear news or made up the news people and saying that uh, there are frauds in the elections. But when you look at the system, there is no way that uh, the fraud can be done. And obviously uh, there were manipulations uh, to um, depict the election is not in the right way is being conducted, but, uh, obviously, uh, when you investigated or the court investigated those, um, claims then obviously, uh, not right. And one of the most important, uh, things in Turkish politics is the elections. And, um, as you mentioned, uh, the turnout never been low in the Turkish elections, less than 79 or 75, always is a high turnout in the Turkish elections. And uh, this time, as you mentioned, the first round is 89% and the second round is 87%. Still, still it's a too, too, too good to be true in the Western eyes when you look at them. Um, and obviously this time, the election, has uh, been phenomenal in many aspects. and uh, it was it was very important for the um, um, sitting government. Yeah, I mean, the Erdogan's uh, uh, in 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 power for twenty years, over twenty years, and obviously uh, any incumbent uh, government has lots of uh, troubles because for twenty years in power. Um, causes lots of uh, problems for any governments and uh, uh, any um, economic uh, crisis, any difficulties, uh, any issues, uh, all credit to the government. Um, So that's why uh, one of the most uh, important things for Erdogan to win this election, to win the hearts and minds of the people. Mm -hmm. So... um, in Western media, mainly, uh, not many people thought that Erdogan win this time because of the earthquake, because of the pandemic, because of the uh, economic crisis. Just after, I mean, just
0: just uh, to interrupt here, I mean, you mentioned something quite interesting because you you mark the beginning of the transformation with Erdogan becoming mayor of Istanbul. It's uh it's quite it's something I believe in, but but this is this is an, an actual example and evidence that uh the the you need to start by serving people by serving everyone and that's why his his legacy began uh from the political perspective with uh, you know heading the essentially what you know municipality or council you know serving people on, on an everyday life in in, in their everyday uh ta- struggles and, and whatever but but also the I, I don't think I'm not entirely sure. I need to check this, but um, I think I'm more or less correct in saying that I don't think that we have a world leader who has won as many elections uh, in successive ways and has been serving for for so long in the entire world. I don't think we do. I mean, obviously, we have certain countries which uh, have a limit on, for instance, in the United States, as presidency and the such. And this is the, the Erdogan's second uh, term, but. Um, But it it speaks volumes about how the Turkish people um, value the kind of transformation that has happened uh, across the past 30, 35 years.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, Because uh, Erdogan's motto is serving the people. Um, And this is not just a word. Uh, He actually realized his words uh, by um, investing Uh, into many aspects of uh, Turkish uh, industry and economics. For example, he he managed to finish uh, the mega projects. Uh, One of the most important uh, parts of uh, his success is um, actually uh, remapping the Turkish health system, for example. Um, Now, his Turkish health system is one of the best, probably,
0: uh, in the world. Um, uh, according to the British government statistics, uh, almost over 180,000 people travel from the UK to Turkey to get whatever they can in terms of medical uh, and health care in, in, in Turkey. Yeah.
1: Um, and on, on top of that, uh, the health care is free to uh, Turkish citizens. And so you don't have to pay. And secondly, uh, you don't need to go through uh, your local GP. Uh, to go to any hospitals in in, in Turkey. So you choose uh, whatever you want to go and you want to see. And so you go and see the consultant, the professors. And one of the most important, I think, success of Erdogan's um, governments since the beginning is uh, actually uh, improving the health system. For example, Kılıçdaroğlu, who is the, the opponent, opposition, yeah, the, opposition, the opposition, was the head of uh, social security in the past. And uh, the hospitals, actually, he governed in the past. And obviously, people were in the queues and getting not enough attention. So, people know. And I used to show those images uh, in the previous election. Not this time, he didn't actually show those images. But uh, I remember in uh, 2018, he was actually uh, putting videos on the big screen and showing how people were treated uh, at the time. And now as the first class hospital, even though you cannot find a private hospital in the UK uh, in that quality. And so one of the most important thing, people actually relying on Erdogan uh, because of his success on uh, healthcare system and his success on putting um more attention into uh infrastructure uh, the new roads um
0: yeah i mean i mean this is something that, that very few people know but because of my personal relationship with turkey that spans over 25 years i know for a fact for instance that um um you know traveling from istanbul to yalova for instance where i had some relatives back then uh, traveling would would take you you'd need a ship you'd need to go by you know ferry across uh, it would take you something like 4 to 5 hours at least to get from Istanbul to Yalova now, because of the the, the bridges that are yeah, Mugazi, which, are, which yeah. are magnificent, by the way, now it's something like a one-hour, fifteen-minute trip from uh, drive from Istanbul to Yalova, which is a major transformation. The the, the you know the roads that uh, that are now carrying European freight all the way across Turkey and you know eastwards towards Iran, towards Azerbaijan, towards Georgia and the like. I, those roads used to cross in several days. Now you cross in a day or maybe even several hours. Uh, I mean, that kind of transformation, which might not be felt immediately by ordinary citizens, but by people who use those, by you know, those who are trading, who are shipping, who are exporting or importing, it's, uh, it's, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, you have raised a good point. Um, as you're saying that
1: the people are not actually relying on or just realizing what happened or how far Turkey has come true, especially people um, under the age of 30, uh, doesn't realize how far Turkey has come true because in the past, uh, 20, 30 years ago, um, as you mentioned, while traveling from one part of Turkey to another part, you're taking days. And now uh, you can go to anywhere in Turkey from east to west or west to east north to south um, by car or by
0: other by means airplane. of transport i mean I was, I was amazed that uh, some very fairly small cities they have their own airports and they link to the big cities like ankara like Izmir, uh, like istanbul and such so the network i mean this bringing the country together i mean you know sometimes we we, um, we underestimate the importance of this infrastructure of transportation because what it does is that it brings the country together? All of a sudden, you know, whether you're in uh, Aintab, you're in Gaza, Antab, or you're in Istanbul, you're, you're only a couple of hours away from each other, not um, an eight-hour drive or a nine-hour drive. So that that makes that makes an incredible difference. Yeah,
1: I think there's a joke nowadays in Turkey, and um, while people uh, never use the bus, but they are now uh, actually traveling. <laughs> oh, Uh, flying from one part of Turkey to other parts. And what we see, yes, this is a vision, I think, uh, because when uh, those places were built, the airports or, uh, you know, uh, the ports, uh, people thought that this is not really required at the time of those, you know, the building. But after five, 10 years later, these places become, uh, you know, not enough anymore, um, need to be extended. For example, one of the uh, probably uh, bad examples of the opposition to be against Sabiha Gökçen Airport, for example, he always tell the people, there is no plane coming to Sabiha Gökçen, why you built that uh, airport? But now, it's not enough to carry, uh, you know, people. So this is a vision. Obviously, as you mentioned, you can go many parts of Turkey by uh, flying. And uh, this is connecting uh, the cities, making the trade easy, uh, making uh, people to get to anywhere. Um, so, Because since 1990s, uh, the rural population moved to cities. So I remember uh, nearly before 1990s, sixty percent or sixty five percent were living in the rural areas, uh, but now only ten percent living in the rural areas. So, the transportation is very important. And then, obviously, this has changed because of Erdogan's insistence on um, investing into infrastructure. Uh, so, without having the connections, so the trade is not possible as you mentioned, and also he diversified the transport links and in Turkey, mainly the roads are the main uh, medium of transport. But nowadays, so uh, also seaways, uh, the trains now is being widely available. They are um, building high-speed train uh, uh, and railways. And also uh, the tunnels, for example, Uh, Bolo tunnels used to be one of the most important um, way of uh, connecting Ankara to Istanbul, has been built in 20 years. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Erdogan has completed uh, that that tunnel, but now they actually uh, built one of the longest tunnel uh, in Europe. So within a couple of years time so the uh, the knowledge uh, of building is also one of the important things now Turkish companies um actually uh, making uh, very good investment in the in different parts of the world now um, building hotels stadiums and roads and so Turkey has come through quite um well in advance within 20 years time of Erdogan's government. So that's why um, people, after 20 years of tear and wear, yeah. we, I call it, still stick to Erdogan yeah. because they believe that he can. He has, a proven, he has yes, a proven track record. He has a proven track record. And that's,
0: that's something that uh, I think is invaluable. But let me bring you to, um, let's say, less, um, less happy less optimistic uh news and particularly that over the past uh three to four months we have had the calamity of the earthquake and that earthquake is probably arguably one of the worst in turkey's history and turkey does fall on a you know tectonic uh, um Uh, A fault line, but uh, generally speaking, and though it has had, it has seen some catastrophic earthquakes in the past, but this one was on a totally different level. Um, I think I'm correct in saying that it's affected 10 provinces and probably over 15 million people um and we all saw the images and we all lived with um with the stories every single day of being either pulled out of the rubble or of families finding themselves homeless or of uh, a child finding out that they're alone and their parents have perished uh, you know in the earthquake um and that came at uh, quite a, a difficult time because we were talking about just three months before the elections Um, And there was talk of the elections probably being postponed as a result, but the government did go ahead with its plans. Um, But the impact of the earthquake, although we talk about it less, but it's still there and it's going to be there for for a while. We've heard news of several uh, victims being um, compensated by new houses and homes and the such but the vast majority are still impacted. And definitely those who are impacted by either injury or the loss of loved ones. I mean, those will will remain with them. But tell us a little bit about where we are in terms of the earthquake. What's, what's the situation right now?
1: Yes, you're right to you call it one of the uh, biggest earthquake in Turkish history. Yes, um, uh, more than 10 cities been uh, affected and uh, 15 millions, maybe more, uh, have been affected uh, and also all of the population of Turkey um, have been affected because um, in those cities we definitely have people uh, working from different part of Turkey. They came to work being uh, a soldier, police, and uh, doctors, nurses, teachers. So every part of Turkey has got someone in that region. Luckily, I didn't have any family members, but I had... Many good friends, the professors, you know, um, the other um, uh, m- m- occupations. Uh, I lost many of good friends in that uh, uh, earthquake. Almost everyone, everyone, everyone
0: Turkish that I speak to has yes. lost someone.
1: Yes, lost someone, definitely. Either a, a close relative or a close friend. So, um, at the first sight, when we heard the news of earthquake, we didn't expect this magnitude and yes we had
0: the and there were two two earthquakes by the yeah, way. two earthquakes one after, one the, after other. the other yeah.
1: yes um i think it just two years before that we had a, a earthquake in El as yes. yes, again in the same region but this time uh this hasn't been affected but um and that region um is obviously on the fault line but no one was expecting uh, that wide. Yeah. And so the devastation is huge. At first sight, we were thinking that, yes, there's an earthquake in Marash region, mainly, I think it was on the spotlight as, as uh, the first uh, headline news because of the center of the earthquake was there. And afterwards we realized is uh, the huge area, uh, the um, the eastern part of Turkey has been affected and 300, 300 kilometers apart. So, it's not very easy to go into uh, the area and to help them, you know, to, um, when you think that one city uh easy because in our Afat system, the uh, emergency management system, has got a system down, saying that the who, uh, whichever city is affected, then the next city is responsible to do, uh, interfere, uh, go to um, <coughs> help, yeah, provide at first, relief, provide the relief uh, instantly. But uh, when you have, but when you have all the, the surrounding cities. cities then it is difficult. And also the infrastructure has been affected badly. Then even though uh, the neighboring cities cannot go into the area because of um, the bad infrastructure and all being affected, um, the government has responded very quickly, but uh, meaning that those uh, huge area, they cannot go in and helping them, uh, the, uh, you know, rescue efforts straight away and also um, as uh, many as possible to to reach everybody. That's one of the biggest problem. So that's why the government's being criticized. But to be honest, um, it is not easy job. Uh, they did it very well. Uh, of course, the first couple of hours, most important hours, to uh, rescue people from the rubbles but uh, the biggest problem is how can you bring uh, that many equipments into the area um you know the um even the food and the uh, blankets uh, didn't go in the first couple of hours because of the difficulties and people very quick to respond and the uh, from around the world, not only from Turkey, uh, many lorries sent to earthquake regions, but obviously this causes another problem because uh, this should be uh, organized in uh, one central or local organization to distribute well. Uh, this causes problem and also this caused to delay the rescue efforts to reach the region Uh, The good intention sometimes causes um, bad results, unfortunately. So after a couple of days later, it's been all under control, but obviously, uh, people under the rubble, actually we had to lose them. And so at the end of the day, nowadays, what's been happening, um, Erdogan uh, just concentrated on the region, the earthquake region, left himself behind uh, the any election worries because he only focused on helping the people recovering uh, from uh, the rebels and rescuing them and putting into uh, accommodation uh, the tents and temporary uh, accommodations and it went well. I think uh, when you think about. The other um, earthquakes on uh, the earthquakes in in the world. I don't think uh, there was any uh, organization responded well to that magnitude. And um, now all been cleared out. Uh, started building uh, new accommodations for them, and Erdogan pledged, uh, I think around nearly million homes to be built in about a year time, mm-hmm. and which is incredible. And uh, they started building uh, the uh, flats and the houses. Uh, the village homes has been nearly done. Um, so it's uh, incredible when you look at the uh, images and the, the news coming from the region, obviously they done very good job and obviously a year is a, one year is a really tough target. And, uh, but Erdogan is um, actually adamant to finish in about a year time because um, the region now obviously living uh, the summertime, but we are getting into uh, autumn. And it's
0: also, I mean, coming back to the issue of the elections, it was uh, commented by some, who expected uh, that the elections would be postponed as a result of the earthquake? Um, they commented that the, these regions affected would vote against the government when that didn't actually happen. When they, you find that uh, the, the majority actually voted for uh, for Erdogan now. Obviously, uh, I I, I think we can talk uh, at length about the successes and the achievements and the such, as well as obviously the difficulties. And um, one of the most uh, magnificent things about uh, Turkey is its uh, plurality. It's, uh, you know, the the dozens of ethnicities, um, the many cultures, the many regions, the many faiths and religions, that uh, all coexist within within this uh, this country, and that make up the 85 or 90 million people. Um, but obviously, this comes with its own challenges, and as we're you know as we're seeing here in the UK, as we're seeing across Europe, as we're seeing uh, the rise of nationalism, the rise of uh, of rhetoric that is against the other, um, xenophobic. Tendencies. I mean, I think that here in the UK, you know, during the Brexit campaign, I think it came to the surface how how problematic this was. We thought, I thought, I have to say, I thought that this was only something very marginal, but it turns out that it wasn't, and it's impacted the entire campaign, and it resulted in you know where we are today as a country. Um, and the same, I think, for for Turkey. Uh, we've been now for years seeing a rise in that kind of attitude towards the other and uh, obviously turkey came in for something that no other country probably in the world has uh, faced and that is the 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 exodus or the influx of uh, of millions of refugees from syria uh, which you know has been under you know, attack the, the Syrian people for, for, for over a decade now. And the closest country to them is across the border uh, in Turkey. And therefore, Turkey now houses around 3 to, to 3.5 million uh, refugees, um, many of whom have become Turkish citizens, many of whom have opened businesses, many of whom have taken residence, their children are going to school in in Turkey, benefiting from the health system, benefiting, but there are sectors of, of Turkish society uh, who see this as a problem and who have expressed uh, certain attitudes regarding those refugees and uh, have come out clearly. And specifically, we saw this in the election campaign. Uh, We saw the posters uh, posted by various parties belonging to the opposition, um, various people from across the board, Talking about uh, the, the pledge to return all the the refugees back into the clutches of the Syrian regimes, back to Syria, um, uh, or doing something limiting, restricting their access to housing, re- restricting their access to health, restricting their access to education and and, and, the, and the such. Where 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 is this heading? And um, and do you think that the government uh, now under President Erdogan will manage to um, keep this limited to the margins of society? Or do you think that bit by bit that this will impact all of society somehow, especially because of the economic challenges? Yeah, this has
1: been a quite uh, a big problem in Turkey. Um, we see um, Turkey uh, has been housing more than 4 million refugees, uh, most of whom are coming from the Syrian uh, background. Uh yes, uh, Turkey had to open its borders. Uh, so there is no way that you can just uh, close the borders and see people are dying uh, in the region. Um, the problem was we were not expecting that many coming to uh, Turkey as uh, we are not calling as refugees. Maybe or and,
0: and maybe we, no one was expecting it to last this long.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's that's right. We were not expecting uh that many and we are not calling them as an asylum seekers or refugees. We are calling them as a temporary uh, a visitors as you call it and uh, we were expecting them to go back when the conditions uh getting better and that's why Turkey interfered the region and opened up uh and went into about forty. 40 kilometers inside the Syria and to control the region, uh, to keep uh, the Syrian population in the area rather than coming into the into Turkey and manage it very well. Uh, since then, obviously, we don't get any uh, new uh, Syrian people coming into Turkey. But the Gaziantep is one of the biggest cities that's housing uh, more than uh, 500,000 uh, Syrians. That caused a lot of problem in 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 the region. The housing issues is one of the main thing. Uh, the rents went up. Uh, the housing stock it wasn't enough for them uh, to house, and obviously this go uh, went into um, a different direction. The people's upheaval, uh, not obviously physically, but uh, verbally, um, co- voicing their concern. So, you have to find a solution this, to, to, to this problem, but it's not easy to find a solution. The second thing is the people um, are against uh, Erdogan's um, agreement with the Europe. Uh, the people um, has to stay uh, in Turkey. You have to uh, accept, you have to uh, get them back if they try to, to cross the borders. This is one of the biggest issues in Turkish politics, and the opposition uh, uh, actually accusing Erdogan's is this is a bad move. Uh, This being uh, science, because Europe has pledged uh, to donate um, a certain amount of money uh, to help those refugees or to help those uh, Syrian population in Turkey uh, around, for example, uh, about that time, 3 billion euros, but only 500, 600,000 uh, of them came uh, into uh, on time. So one of the biggest problem is this in Turkish politics and obviously before the election, um, this caused the tension and the rise of nationalism. In Turkey Turkey is a multicultural uh, country housing many different nationalities uh, and also has got a different ethnic minorities uh, in Turkey and lived uh, side by side without having any problem for many many years for decades for centuries in the past, because the imperial uh, heritage um, actually gave them uh, the hospitality uh, to Turkish people then they treat uh, anyone as a guest. And so they don't have any um, bad intentions uh, to others. So one of the reason um, still Turkey has um, keeping those four millions uh, in peace, but obviously causing problems uh, in terms of and economic in terms of the housing issues uh, that raises concerns, especially in Istanbul, for example, it's a big city and also had uh, lots of um, uh, housing problems. And then you have about a million people then uh, obviously this uh, raised um, the profile of uh, the new trends in in politics and new uh, parties came into effect. And then obviously these are uh, getting uh, good support from uh, obviously the people um, having uh, bad sentiments uh, about those uh, uh, people. Well, I don't blame them uh, because people are affected from that uh, situation has to act in somehow. And the government trying to uh, restore um, the order in many ways by uh, introducing uh, new uh, housing regimes, uh, uh, producing new land for housing, uh, producing new projects for people, uh, uh, buying their own uh, houses uh, for the low-income families. So they are trying to uh, actually help them in some way to ease uh, this uh, economic crisis, housing crisis in some way. But obviously, uh, during the election, this is one of the uh, key uh, policy areas for especially uh, the opposition. They, without having any um, uh, policy schedules or the directions, they said, we are going to send them back within a year time. How are you going to send them back to the areas where their life is in danger?
0: No, it was clear, I mean, for me at least, it was clear that the opposition was playing that particular card, not because it had any uh, practical or actual solution in place, but because it just felt that it was a card on which uh, Erdogan might might, might, might fall and that it would invoke certain sentiments within the Turkish nation uh, especially tying this issue with their economic difficulties, with the uh, you know inflation, with the interest rates, and and all of this. But um, but coming to the issue of the economy, because I, th- I I you know I I think I'm I'm correct in s- assuming that the next uh, five years um, of uh, of Erdogan's presidency, I think that the issue of the economy will be paramount, and him bringing back someone like uh, Mohammed Shemshek, I believe you know someone who's a global mind in 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 finance and economics uh is um, it, you know is is evidence. i believe that the, the issue of the economy is uh, is very high in the mind of uh, the president for this term how do you see the uh, generally the, the state of the economy working out especially that there has been a little bit of a drop in the lira since the elections and some are threatening that this, uh, or warning as they put it, uh, that this will fall even more over the course of the uh, of the coming year. Um, how do you see this impacting Turkey as a whole and its economic uh, progress?
1: It's uh, impacting very badly um, since uh, probably uh, 2021, uh, because of the pandemic um, effect on economy. And everywhere in in, in the world, you know, um, um, closed down the economies, and then obviously affected um, every household uh, in the country, uh, like in in, in the UK, for example. Um, But the government has spent quite a lot um, on uh, increasing the family's income. Uh, increased um, the uh, minimum wages, uh, uh, increased uh, the wages according to the inflation rates. And so, they are trying to help them uh, to ease the economic effect uh, on the households. But obviously, it's um, cost uh, to the economy, uh, the the management, so uh, Mehmet Simsek is obviously, as you mentioned, uh, one of the well-known uh, among the circles uh, of the finance uh, in the world. So I think he brought him in uh, because of his uh, popularity, uh, and also uh, getting FDI into Turkey will be easier by appointing him a person as a person who is well-known. Um, and also, he's going to probably uh, appoint a new uh, central bank manager. I heard it might
0: be a, a uh, woman. A, a this woman, time. Yeah, yes. Hafiza, Hafiza. Something.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I, I think uh, she's uh, from America. Um, she worked in Americans, uh, American banks, um, so she's very well known in that circle. So, I think he's now um, having a new economy uh chief Chiefs uh including uh the the, the party uh, president the vice president like uh chef he is also an economist and also he has a good big influence on uh drawing uh, uh economic policies uh he was uh, a member of um, economic policy uh group uh, of president so um yes the effect will be lasting for years, mm-hmm. and, but uh, Erdogan is committed uh, to control um, the economy uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's not easy, uh, as as you mentioned. Uh, in in many uh, countries, the America we can, we are now seeing. Just on the verge of, uh, you know, collapsing uh, last last week. We, we it, were promised a recession yeah. uh, only
0: yeah. a few months ago.
1: Yeah, just just uh, being uh, authorized to uh, get lending. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it be a big collapse in in world economy. Uh, obviously, when you look at the Turkish situation, yes, there are difficulties. Yes, Turkish lira is losing uh, value, uh, but in the meantime. Uh, Turkish exports are increasing, Um, that's uh, another side of uh, the equation. So, when uh, current administration probably will think about the domestic uh, production rather than export still will be uh, on their side, but they are going to think uh, of uh, the domestic consumption, so they are going to produce for domestic consumption as well. this way, probably they can control. But the price increase. I mean, when, in when
0: anyone who visits Turkey uh, n- realizes that there is no slowdown in terms of the construction, in terms of trade, in terms of tourism. I mean, the airport is constantly full. <laughs> I mean, which is a, a source of annoyance for people who uh, who come in and have to wait in long lines. But uh, it it shows that people are coming to Turkey. The tourism industry is, is obviously booming. I mean, you can't find a hotel uh, available in uh, in the big uh, cities and resorts. Um, like i said construction there are cranes all over the 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 cities and not only istanbul um so there's there's definitely you know something happening there that defies the news that we're hearing about about the economy but i'd like to focus on a little bit about your own capacity because you're uh, you're in charge of the Unicef center which is essentially a cultural center and um, your job is bas- basically to maybe show the, that kind of face of Turkey to um, here in the UK, but also to the, to the entire world. Um, in, in the midst of the, the kind of uh, orchestra I don't know whether it's orchestra, but let's say the negative media coverage of, uh, of Turkey uh, under President Erdogan, how difficult or probably how easy is it that uh, your job is made?
1: Well, our job is to make uh, fr- more friends of Turkey. This is how we call it in simple way. Um, because uh, Unassembly Institute was set up uh, to introduce or to promote Turkish culture and history and language around the world. And uh, about uh, fourteen years since the inception in two thousand nine, uh, then we have now around eighty five centers. Uh, nearly in 64 countries. So it's a huge, um, actually, uh, investment in terms of um, cultural diplomacy. So um, our job has never been easy uh, in some part of Turkey, some part of uh, world especially. But uh, that's why uh, we are here. And that's why this organization uh, was set up uh, to become... A, a, a soft uh, side of uh, diplomacy and to reach more people uh, to introduce our values uh, to them. Uh, it's named after because UNISEMRA, uh, the, the reason why it's called UNISEMRA uh, Institute is because the UNUSEMRA's philosophy is to let's get all the friends at once. So that's uh, how we would like to. Uh, Get to the
0: people, so uh,
1: introduce our Turkish Are you, are Turkish you finding
0: more interest?
1: We are finding interest. Uh, sometimes you know, bad uh, publicity uh, actually getting into uh, attraction, and people want to know what is this, what's going on, what's going on. Yeah, what's and the reality? Then, what's the, what's the reality? Yeah, that's the, and in that way they are trying to find out the truth. And when we met people, sometimes they had they never been to Turkey. Um, but they have uh, 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 a stereotype of Turkish people, and when they come to us or when they when we met in somehow, and uh, when we talk to them, uh, they said they never been to Turkey and they just get the uh, impression from the news and from the media, and they never met a Turkish people, and then obviously they have uh, a, 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 an image of a Turkish uh, in their mind, which wasn't right, and when they started to know about uh, Turkey, Turkish culture, Turkish people. Then this uh, completely changed. I had one good example, uh, it's a high level people, uh, I don't want to name, uh, very high level in the society and um, he never been to Turkey, but um, he had an interest in Turkey and Turkish politics, but it the a true media and we uh, went together to Turkey. Uh, visited together, and we showed them around, and uh, stayed few days in Istanbul and different parts of uh, Turkey. When we come back, he just hugged me <laughs> and said, "I didn't know Turkey, and I didn't know uh, you know the people, but uh, I have now known the people and the Turkey, and uh, I am at your service at any time." So. Uh, Obviously, it's not easy, you have to touch people in somehow. That's why we try to find ways uh, touching people, like uh, um, cultural cultural organization, organizing events and activities, courses, uh, um, concerts, uh, you know, uh, events, uh, either in our center or in different places. So um, in the UK, we are very pleased with the people and they are very open. Uh, it's a multicultural uh country and they have you know um a, over how many different languages spoken in London for example it's about 300 different languages we, spoken. we claim
0: we claim that yeah. in London every language in the world is spoken in yeah, London
1: that that's right so this way um we are not finding it difficult working in 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 the UK and people are are very Open. And there's
0: also a, a sizable and quite long-lasting Turkish community who live uh, and and work, have businesses and study and the such here in the UK. And
1: also, there is a good relation between two countries uh, at the moment uh, for the for a decade now. Um, uh, the um, at the volume of trade between two countries, nearly twenty billion uh, uh, pounds, and also in in a positive way of Turkey. So, the Turkey is uh, exporting more uh, to, uh, to this country. And also, there is a, a good uh, holiday destination. I think it's the number one holiday destination uh, of British people. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, as a cultural organization, uh, we have an opportunity to meet more people. And we uh, have an opportunity to introduce um, our culture and uh, to make more friends of Turkey. We are not finding it uh, difficult, but obviously it's challenging for many other ways, like an economic uh, situation, either in this country or in Turkey. Uh, obviously, uh, in, investing into people requires quite a lot of um Many, money. many
0: years ago, Turkey was, uh, was quite, uh, quite, uh, uh, let's say, aggressively pursuing um, the membership of the EU. And then it cooled down for a while. I'm not sure why, on the Turkish side or on the European side, or maybe both. Um, do you think that there's any future ambition towards that, towards Turkey joining the EU?
1: Um, this is a, a long history. Um, I think things now about more than 60 years of, uh, you know, um, uh, history of joining uh, in Europe. Um, the Ankara Agreement, yeah. I think it was signed in ni- early 1960s and more, I think we, we had the 60 years of agreement uh, in the past year or so. Um, Turkey's aspiration into uh, Europe, getting a membership into Europe, uh, hasn't died down uh, on our part, mm-hmm. let's say. Probably you remember the Erdogan's first term uh, in government in two thousand two um, had very good um, policy uh, to introduce uh, the rules and regulations and uh, complying into uh, European regulations. Um, all steps have been taken. Most some chapters has been closed. Uh, they have done the agreement, but obviously. There are some chapters, which is problematic and hasn't been moved. And after 2009 and 2010, uh, it was stopped. Uh, Not because of Turkey's side, but the European hasn't moved. Uh, They required quite a lot of uh, uh, changes, but the Turkish uh, side. Wasn't accepting this, which which will not be acceptable to Turkish population anyway. So uh, that that's why it's been stopped. And the, for example, during the elections, uh, opposition side the has promising uh, to open that chapters again. But obviously, um, as a, a person who did uh, degrees in European politics and European enlargement. I know the fact that um, European are not ready to accept Turkey as a member because of many are reasons, many reasons. For example, the population is one of the most important uh, aspects. Uh, Turkey has a huge population and uh, in European uh, organization, the representation will be uh, the highest. And you have uh,
0: something like 95% Muslim or something yeah.
1: like that. Uh, you will be represented in the highest level, and so one of the reasons, uh, and also the, the young population, aspiring population, and um, although it's not voiced in many places, but religion is one of the most important, again, uh, things that European is not
0: very keen. Yeah, on it. Well it was said clearly by the French president or several French presidents that all of a sudden Europe will become, you know, a majority muslim, uh, you know, population or such although that's that's not entirely true but well, do you remember uh, the British elections. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson <wasn't> 90 million <laughs> turks will come uh, invading Britain. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That was uh, fantastic. Thank I you. appreciate it.